Good evening, everyone. Welcome to BC Bulletin. This is AJ Black, editor and publisher, here with our post-game recap of the Pitt-BC game. What a thriller. Man, if you've been watching these games like I have, you're going to be taking years off your life. Halfley Ball has been very stressful, but Boston College escaped again with a 31-30 to win as Alex Kessman, the kicker for Pitt, missed an extra point in overtime uh, to seal the win for BC. So today we're just going to talk a little bit about the game. On Tuesday, if that's the time I can record with Eric, we're going to recap the game and kind of get into the nuts and bolts. We'll, both of us will have a chance to kind of watch the game, read some more recaps, you know, look at the stats, things like that. This is more of just a quick hit of what after uh, what happened after the game and kind of go from there. So Boston College wins 31-30. They're now 3-1. and uh, This was a game that was physical. Um, and I thought it was a tale of two halves. And I'm, I'm actually surprised Boston College ended up winning because I thought Pitt dominated that second half. Um, but, but, you know, Boston College came out. They were passing the ball well. Uh, Phil Dracovic threw for over 300 yards today. He threw for um, 358 against Pitt's defense, which I think is amazing. He threw for three touchdown passes, all three to Zay Flowers. Um, and you, But I thought, you know, he played well. He had some mistakes. He, as Jeff Halfley just said in the press conference, he left some plays on the field. Um, the one big one I thought was when BC was in the red zone, he, you know, with Jakovic, when he tries to escape, he, he, you know, moves around a lot. Uh, the pit defender just basically ripped the ball out of his hands and, and, and caused a fumble. Uh, so that was a big play, uh, that Jakovic uh, missed. Um, but I thought he played really well given what he had. Again, the big issue with BC and it's surprising has been the play of the offensive line. Um, I thought they had their moments, but, um, in the second half, they really struggled against that pit defense. The pit pit ended up with, um, they ended up with five sacks in this game and that's not good, you know, and the rushing attack again, wasn't going anywhere. So the second half turned into, so after BC kind of was able to establish some of their offense, they were throwing deep passes to Zay flowers. Um, the second half, they built a lead and then started to, kind of get into this rhythm of, you know, it was basically what you almost saw last year with Adazio, which was run, run, pass, punt. Um, they were trying to figure out to get some run to go, to go. But what surprised me with this system was that, you know, when they're running and they're running and they're running and they're waiting for the pass, I was just waiting for Signity to call a play action on one of those first two downs. It would have been there. You had to imagine that Zay Flowers or Jalen Gill or Hunter Long would have been wide open because that defense were waiting on that run. Um, so, you know, Patrick Garwo and um, David Bailey both had um, pretty pedestrian games. They ran 41 times for 30 yards, um, but that um, conferred the entire team, but that was because Jakovic had 42, negative 42 yards on the game. Garwo and Bailey had 36 yards each. Um, averaging about 2.5 yards average between the two of them. So the rushing attack has not come along yet. Um, and I think that's a big concern moving forward because a team like Pitt uh, could set the blueprint for better defenses to attack BC's offense. You could see a team like Notre Dame, a team like Virginia Tech, a team like Clemson that, that could also do the same thing and have more firepower on offense to score more points. So, they got to figure out what's going on with that running game because Bailey is not doing what he needs to do. Um, and that's partially him. And it's partially that the, the line's not getting any push and Garwo's not doing much better. 
So I think that's a big thing to look forward to, uh, look at um, as a concern. That was a big thing that came that second half. Um, I thought BC did a pretty good job against Kenny Pickett. Uh, he ended up throwing for uh, 266 yards. He went 25 of 48. Um, they also um, rushed the ball for 105 yards, but they only averaged 2.6 yards a rush. Um, and as the game kind of moved along, you saw Pickett get hurt, and then that kind of took away some of his mobility. Um, and then the game uh, – so, you know, second half, BC has a 10-point lead. Pitt hits a touchdown pass. BC – you know, they bounce back and forth with touchdowns. And then Max Mil- – <laughs> someone just on the press conference called it the Max Squared Sack, where Max Roberts and Max Richardson hit a 15-yard sack on Kenny Pickett with, like, about 40 seconds left. Um which should have put Pitt out of field goal range. Kessman did not look impressive on his kicks today. And um, he hits a 58-yard field goal with 40 seconds left in the game to tie the game. It was incredible. The guy had, he, you know, he shanked one earlier, and he hits what is one of the longest college field goals I've ever seen because, you know, college kickers are not uh, are notoriously not accurate. Um, he hits that BC gets the ball back and they do a good job. Jakovic again, moves the ball down the field, uh, and puts Boomeri in, uh, position to hit a 52 yard field goal for the win. And he shanks, he misses it. Um, again, it's a 50 yard field goal. It's rare in college when guys hits it, hit it. So we go to overtime and again, that momentum, it felt like Pitt had the momentum going into overtime. First two d- plays of overtime for, for BC, the offense goes nowhere. They run it. They throw an incomplete pass to C.J. Lewis. And then Phil just dials it up again. Jakovic hits um, Zay Flowers for a 25-yard touchdown pass. It's third of the game. Incredible. And so they go back on defense. The defense is struggling. They had what it looked like on TV. It looked like they had Kenny Pickett short, but I guess based off of the lines and everything, that it wasn't um, – it wasn't – a true accurate measure, but that looked like on a fourth and one, they had Kenny Pickett short. So Pickett hits a touchdown pass uh, to his wide receiver. And, you know, it looked like everyone's ready for second double overtime and Kessman shanks the field goal. I mean, the extra point, incredible ending to a game. I mean, we've seen everything this year so far. We saw uh, so far in, in three games, four games at BC, we see BC come out and pretty much dominate Duke in the second half. We see them win on a last-minute extra point uh, field goal against Texas State. We see them lose on a two-point conversion to tie the game late in the fourth quarter to UNC. And now we watch BC win on a missed extra point in overtime. So it's been a cardiac year already for these Eagles. Every game has been a thriller. There's no as Hathaway keeps saying it that these games are all going to be close. And a lot of times you go in thinking that these that's just coach speak. But he's been dead on every time he said that. Um, so it's just been one thrilling end of or another. And again, you know, it wasn't anything BC did to win this game at the end. It was a mistake by Pitt. But it's again that moment where you think this coaching staff does what it does to win. They end up winning these games more often than not. Where Steve Adazio and his staff, it felt like at the end of games, you were just waiting for that moment to happen to BC, and it's not happening. Okay, so these moments are all adding up, and it's like, as a, someone who's covered BC, I went to BC. Um, I've been, I was a season ticket holder before I was becoming a, you know, like a journalist to cover them. Um, 
you know, you've seen these moments turn against BC in it. There's been so many in the last 10 years that cost BC games. So like a game like this, right? I hark back to harken back to 2014 pinstripe bowl game where BC plays Penn state. If you're a BC fan, you remember this game clearly. And you probably remember where you were when they missed it. Mike Noel goes for an extra point next in overtime and he shanks it and BC loses. So and this game was like the mirror opposite opposite of that. And BC ends up winning. And I think it's just, you know, it's a change in mindset in this program. And people are feeding off this positive vibe. And did BC play a great game today? As Halfley just said on his press conference, they absolutely did not. They did what they needed to do to win, and he's happy about that. But they left a lot of points on the board, he said. There were big plays they didn't hit. You know, he's he's a perfectionist. He wants to see them improve. So you're looking at this game. You think of it as a win, but he's still thinking that this is a program that he can continue to improve on. And as a BC, if you're a BC fan, that should get you really excited because he's a guy who's an attention to details. He's going to be fixing some of these things. He's going to be fixing some of those issues with the offense. He's going to be fixing some of the issues you've seen, um, you know, on third downs or or earlier in the game defense. I think Halfley starts to see that kind of stuff. So it's a big positive for the Eagles, uh, this win. And I think now the Eagles are sitting at three and one. They get to play Virginia Tech next week, which is going to be another, we'll get into this later, but it's going to be another game that's unique. Virginia Tech just played um, um, UNC today and they lost 56 to 45. What can you take out of that? I have no idea because Virginia Tech was down by quite a bit at one point and they roared back in a huge uh, rally, but then UNC scored more points. I mean, Sam Howell put up 225 yards against BC and had uh, they put up 400 yards of rushing against Virginia Tech. Will that be the type of game where BC can rush on them? We don't know. Now, Virginia Tech as well did not have 20, I think there was like 20 of their players yes, uh, today, so don't take a lot out of that loss. If they're healthy and uh, Hooker, it, their quarterback, is ready to go, I think they're going to be in a much different team than what we saw today. But that's going to be kind of where we're going from here. Um, BC had some guys get knocked around a little bit. You saw um, Josh DeBerry get hit hard, Mike Palmer get hit hard. I mean, Jakovic got his face mask crushed. Um, so there was some, it was a physical game and, uh, Palmer, I, th- I think all the guys ended up back in the game. Travis Levy and Deion Jones ended up missing the game again. Um, and it's hard again, without being able to see practice and just kind of relying on the coaches, you're not going to get a full story of what's going on there. So, uh, my three thumbs up for this game. Um, I, l- again, this, uh, Grant Carlson probably would be my first thumbs up, had a great game of, uh, you know, moving field position. Um, I thought he had an excellent game. Uh, Brandon Sebastian is my second thumbs up. Um, I loved his play. Um, He is a guy who hasn't had a lot of big plays. He had some today, Um, but I loved the physicality. He made a big third down hit um, and he he almost had the the game ceiling interception. And he was just saying on the press conference that he was upset about that. So he's my second one. And my third one is Josh DeBerry. Another uh, guy who I, you know, while I'm watching the game, I have lists of players and I'm putting check marks and notes next to each of them. By the end of the second half, I had tons of notes next to DeBerry. He just had a, a great game. So he's my second, uh, third thumbs up. Um, my, my thumbs down again, I'm just going to go quickly. It's rushing. The rushing attack was very disappointing. The past 
uh, pass blocking. Again, they played a really good pa- uh, defensive front seven, um, but there that was not very good. And I want to say the errors that they made. Um, you know, they made a lot of errors that pretty much, you know, kept pitting the game. So, you know, whether it was penalties or um, Phil turning the ball over, there was just errors all over the place. So those are my three down, down votes for the day. Um, so this is AJ Black. This is my Saturday podcast. I hope you guys enjoy this. This is like my rapid, quick thing. On on Tuesday, hopefully this week, I'll sit down with Eric Hofsis and we'll have, uh, break down the game even further. Um, if you like this, make sure you like and subscribe to us on um, iTunes or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we'll see you guys again soon. Take care.